0: Welcome to the Turtle Tracks Podcast. This is your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with Ralph DiBernardo, a man integral to the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he is putting on, next year, in 2024, Portsmouth Minicon 40, which is a celebration of the 40th anniversary of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ralph, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Brian.
0: So uh, I've previously done an episode with you, and if you want to deep dive on the history of Ralph and and... And him meeting Eastman and Laird back in the 80s, uh, I suggest you go into that. But do you mind giving a little nutshell version of your your part of Turtle history? Because it's, it's pretty important.
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, so back in high school, I was a guy selling comic books at a flea market. And Kevin and Peter were customers of mine uh comic shops didn't exist at that time uh there was i think there was one in manchester new hampshire so kevin and peter would take the bus from dover new hampshire to come to this flea market in uh the newington portsmouth area um pick up their weekly books from me and one day they bring me this comic and they're like hey will you buy some of these and i'm looking at it and i'm like you're friends of mine of course i will so I bought 500 copies of that first issue. Um, <laughs> and no, I don't have any of them left. Uh, I, they, they were all gone within a year. Um,
0: but... A lot of a few, maybe. What's that? In retrospect, you should have held on to a few, maybe.
1: Oh, yeah, it kills me. There's actually <laughs> a guy that uh, was also selling comics at that flea market that still has 10 copies of it. Oh, wow. Yep. He... Helped- uh. Oh, go ahead.
0: You can get a house with that now.
1: Yeah, at, at least a house, if if not an island. Um, <laughs> he he recently had a 9.8 copy on display at the Woodman Museum in Dover um, when they, they just did a big event celebrating Eastman and Laird. They announced uh, November 8th every year will be Eastman and Laird Day in Dover, which is super cool.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, So anyway, so I bought my 500 copies from them. Um, You know, they they needed the money to pay back uh, Kevin's uncle, who I actually got to meet at this event that just happened in Dover. Um, And, you know, I ended up trading them away to a company that I credit with propelling turtles to the forefront. They, They bought, I think they ended up with several hundred copies from me they took out full-page ads in Marvel Comics, uh, announcing that they had this book for sale, and they started the book, I think, at one hundred and twenty-five dollars when they first got them, um, and I, I credit that with what really propelled uh, Turtles into the forefront.
0: Now, uh, one event in those early days was the the Portsmouth Mini Con of nineteen eighty four. Correct.
1: Yep. Yeah, that bit was about my that? event.
0: The new ones meant to mirror that one a little bit, right?
1: As as best I can. Sure. Um so that first one was was my event um and so even though I think we had received the comics from Kevin and Peter prior to that event. Uh but they took out a full page ad in the Comics Buyer's Guide announcing the premiere of their comic at my comic convention in Portsmouth which was the Portsmouth Mini Con um you know embarrassingly enough uh, at the time I charged them for their table to be at this convention uh and I had brought up some special guest from Connecticut um that nobody nobody has ever heard of since then who was it uh Steve Warren he did a comic book called uh the survivors. So it was kind of an X Men uh, knockoff. Um, he's he's a really uh, he's well known as being like a uh, a good girl artist. He he does pinup work things like that. Um, and at the time, I was infatuated with his small press company as opposed to my friends. Uh, so he got the notoriety and Kevin and Peter paid for the full-page ad for my convention out of their pockets.
0: I mean, I think that also points... To, I mean, that must point to some degree of how unlikely a success, at least at the time, it seemed that Ninja Turtles would be, right? Like, it's was... Oh, absolutely. ...such an obscure thing. Yep. Um, you know, and,
1: and, you know and, and I've honestly... I've told Kevin and Peter in the past that, like, at the time when we all looked at it, me and my staff and the guys that at the flea market we were all like wow those poor guys are never going to get their money back <laughs>
0: right i love that that's great um yeah so that so that original con was that a couple of days like how well did they do what was that like if you recall uh it was a it was a one day
1: convention um <laughs> And I, I had never put on a convention before, so I didn't really know what I was doing. Not that I really do now either. But uh, you know, it was it was just comic vendors, um, a handful of creators, uh, a short one day event. Like it just looking back on it, it was nothing special. It was something like you would you'd find at a Holiday Inn nowadays, just a one day Comic Con.
0: The uh, it's worth knowing that artwork, and you've been making use of that, which I delight in in your Facebook announcements of new guests and things. The artwork for that ad is so cool. Um, it I'll, is... <laughs> I'll them busting out of the page. Them. Yeah, it's just it's just the turtle shouting, and it's a really cool, very early turtles. Like, you know, the way they only drove them for a couple of issues, like, it's just such cool artwork. Yep.
1: Yep, I love that piece so much. Uh, I I actually picked up a reproduction of it uh, from Kevin a little while ago. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, Jumping ahead, you also did another one of these cons in 05. Was that the second one you did? With the turtle angle? Yeah, well, it was actually I had, um, when issue
1: three dropped, I actually did a convention with them again. Um, (laughs) At that time, I couldn't even tell you the date of it but I had to do it in Kittery, Maine, uh, in the basement of a hotel because that was the only place I could find. <laughs> and that is where the um, the number three uh, error edition comes came from.
0: Oh, I know a little bit about this. Uh, there are other comic fans that know more about this stuff than I do. But we're, uh, so, yeah. so
1: basically, um, across a two-week span, they had two conventions they were doing. They were doing one in New York, and they were coming to do my show. And the way the printing process worked at the time, they had you had to take, to, to get the multicolors, you had to take the cover and run it through the press a second time to get the second color. Uh, okay. They didn't have time to wait for it, so they said just run them off with the dark blue, which is, I think, it might be 800 copies of that exist. Um, so they sold those at that New York show and then at my convention.
0: Is that the Mauser cover? Is
1: that what that is? Uh, t- t- no, that's issue two. Uh, it's the one that has... It says Laird Photo
0: in the oh, background. It's, the, it's oh, like yeah, a the little shot. Yes. Yes,
1: exactly. Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, so, I'm sorry. So that was my second uh, convention with them. Okay. My third one was in 2005. Um, I was working at a comic shop in Somersworth, New Hampshire, and decided I would do uh, what we called the uh, Paperback Bazaar Small Press Fest. So we had a lot of um, indie creators come, and I invited uh, Peter and Mirage. Uh, Mirage still existed at the time. Sure. So he brought um, five or six of the guys came with him. Mike Dooney, Jim Lawson, Steve Levine, um, Dan Berger.
0: Oh, so wow. they
1: so they all came for that. Um, which was fun that was it we did it at the Red Hook brewery uh good time and uh at the time peter allowed me to reprint issue number 1 in comic book size um i uh, if you've ever seen it it's it's the cover from turtles issue number 50 but in black and white just pencils oh okay cool um so kevin had let uh, i mean so peter had let me uh print that In conjunction with the show,
0: that was when Turtles were going through like a little bit of a, but really it's second wave because uh, the 2003 series had started just recently. Correct.
1: Yep. Yep. So they were, you know, it's kind of weird how, um, like, how iconic Turtles are, but that weird struggle that Mirage seemed to have through that time period in um, being able to sell enough copies to make it viable at that time. Sure. I think that was, it was, it probably wasn't shortly after that that, uh, I think that they stepped away from distribution and they, cause it wasn't issues 32 and 33 that you could only get at conventions if Mirage was set up there?
0: I think so. I know that those are the ones I missed. Like that's volume four, we're thinking, <laughs> right? What's that? That's way in volume. That's, that's, yeah, around that time, yes, because I'm missing like, Two issues from that run, and it drives me out of my damn mind. Because I was like, not a lot of people were reading that the those turtles comics then the the volume correct. And uh, I was one of the dedicated people, and I couldn't get. I think I don't have thirty one. I do have thirty two, or something like that. And my the OCD in my brain has been stuck in that place for Christ for a while now. (laughs) (laughs) It drives me crazy. Yep,
1: yep, yeah. Those are definitely those are definitely highly sought after issues that you know people are always asking me for and i haven't seen them in years oh, yeah
0: They're, they, they they, i think they i think one was online i mean it's yeah oh you're don't. right i think you're right i think one you
1: you had to order from mirage and oh. i remember picking up one copy of one issue at a convention from peter
0: <laughs> anyway yeah my my frustration with that is so funny um so then if you know when let me ask you so now we're coming up to the 40th anniversary of Turtles in 2024 that Turtles will be 40 years old uh what when did you start getting the idea of hey maybe I want to do another con um
1: uh, 10 years ago
0: really oh wow uh, yeah i mean well maybe
1: not 10 years ago maybe that's uh, a little uh presumptuous of me but probably around 2015ish um about the time that I had Kevin and Peter for free comic book day at my store, I really started thinking about it. I was like, wow, you know, I'd, I'd like to, uh, cause I think that was about the 30th anniversary when th- they were paired together.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Close to that. Uh, and I said, like, wow, 40th anniversary anniversary would be really cool. Um, to do. I, I should have targeted the 50th, but I don't know what I'll be doing 10 years from now. I don't even know if I'll, if I'll, care about comic books so it was kind of more like oh well let's think about retiring so if i do 40th anniversary then i can retire after that
0: yeah i mean and if you know you you want to do another 10 years no one's gonna get upset about it so you know (laughs) right exactly i don't miss the opportunity yeah completely
1: yeah yeah so it's it's been fun and uh yeah working working with kevin is incredible like he's just such a nice genuine guy you know you yeah having, having been friends with him when he was younger and more kind of party Kevin and to have maintained that friendship over the years, even though like there have been spans of 10 or 15 years when we haven't talked at all. Hmm. Um, uh, And then when I just randomly run into him somewhere, it's just hugs and kisses. And I, you know, can't wait to do something. He's, he couldn't be more supportive.
0: Speaking of which you ran into, you know, um, you ran into him recently at the Dover, uh, so recently in Dover, New Hampshire, which is the birthplace of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there was yep. a availing of a commemorative uh, manhole cover, which featured yep. an image of the turtles and a little sign that said birthplace of the turtles and pointed to this place where the house that was there no longer stands, but that's the site where the turtles was born, right? Correct, Yes. And uh you ran into Kevin there. How was that event by the way? I-, I wanted to make it so bad I just couldn't make it work. But how was that? Oh
1: it 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 was it was so surreal. It was it's just incredible. Thousands of people showing up for it. Um Ow. the there's a uh museum in Dover called the Woodman Museum and they kind of uh they grabbed a hold of this three, four months ago, and so they, they had a um uh, turtles display like the the whole museum was set up turtles ninety uh, 90 of what they had on display was from my collection um but then a lot of the guys uh steve levine put things in jim lawson did um i trying to remember oh and, and then i had pieces on display from mike juni and uh, eric talbot um we had first you know there was first five issues were on display it was, it was really cool just just uh uh, menagerie of Turtles memorabilia and merchandise from the early days right up to present. Uh, at the event, uh, Peter couldn't make it, but his wife and his daughter came with their grandson. Uh, mm-hmm. Kevin and Courtney were there. Uh, the um, So and it was weird. Were, it was actually two... It was two separate events that just came together. So one person spearheaded the manhole cover uh he funded it with an Indigo, indiegogo campaign uh we provided the um the bonuses for however much you donated i gave away jetpack exclusives to help push the indiegogo along and peter donated a piece of artwork to it so it got to the amount of money that they needed to fund it pretty fast at the same time that this was happening another couple of people we're pushing the state to do a historic marker for the turtles, and oh, wow. the two projects didn't know the other one was happening um, until the Dover Arts Commission was like, "Hey, you're doing this. You're doing this. We should put this together." So that so it was actually two separate things that just that they brought together on the same day. So there's a beautiful historic marker on the main road through Dover commemorating the turtles. And then you walk down the street where the marker is, and then there's the manhole cover in the street in front of the old house.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, it was it was so neat. And um, uh, Peter's wife got up and talked about like just their fond memories of, of being in Dover. Uh, just it's such a nice event. Uh, it wasn't... It... At my free comic book day event, when I had Kevin and Peter together... It, it was a madhouse. you know it was seventy five hundred people. there were fist fights broke out. We had to call the police. Oh uh, so i I had kind of warned the Woodman Museum about this. So They had a police presence there, but this was just people coming together excited to be a part of the event. There was nobody was bothering Kevin for autographs. you know, That's it was just everyone happy to be there watching it happen.
0: That's very cool, yeah. Now speaking of which, so um the the main reason why we're here to talk today is the Portsmouth MiniCon 40. Um I guess my first question for you is how far is for those of us who don't live in New Hampshire, how far is Portsmouth to Dover because I imagine like myself everybody's a lot of people are going to be like coming to the con and checking out the uh the the the, the marker on the way there.
1: Sure. So um uh, it Portsmouth to Dover to Rochester where my store is is a straight shot. It's a 20-minute drive from my store to Portsmouth and Dover is dead center there. Um,
0: oh. so, your store by you, the way jetpack comics it's also online so check out jetpack comics. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> um, so so it's a, it it it's an easy drive it's it's just highway driving um easily navigatable. Like you if you come for the minicon you will be able to do all of that. You, It's a 15, 20 minute drive to where Steve Levine's uh, shellback artwork was. So you can swing by that location and check that out. You know, if you're an Uber nerd, you can go check out the location of the first Portsmouth mini con, um, oh, wow. which is on a traffic circle in Portsmouth. You can go by the Sheraton hotel where they hosted that 1992 con and, um, they uh they enjoy talking about the convention. They're just not interested in uh, being reasonable on their pricing to host another one. And then if, and then if you come out for it and you're really you know you're really hardcore, you know you take the three hour two and a half three hour drive over to Northampton and see it all. Sure, yeah. I guess I guess in the end, if if you really want to be a completist, you know, shoot down to Sharon, Connecticut, and uh, you'll. You'll then have hit everything that would be turtle related in New England, I think.
0: I've been to I've been to the uh Northampton thing only because I was a fan and driving through Massachusetts. And this was like, I think this is when Nickelodeon already bought the property. And like it was still it was like the waning days. I think that's building's been since shut down, I think. Yes, but wh- yeah. when I was uh I, I was like peeking in the windows like a creep on a Saturday, and um like all I could see of anything turtles remotely was the there was these four statues, the same ones I have there on the coffee table there, and that was literally all I could see of it. And that's the closest I ever got to being in the what was the Mirage Studios. So that's, <laughs> that's still pretty cool. Yeah, it would have been better if you
1: got arrested and then you could you'd have the arrest warrant for trespassing.
0: Yeah, I was like, you know, that's yeah. I mean, I regret that now. I should have caused. I should have <laughs> broke a window or something. Really. <laughs> So, tell, so telling us about Portsmouth Minicon, uh, yes. do you mind going through your list of guests? Because it's a pretty fantastic lineup. Some usual suspects, which we are people we love to see, some people who haven't been able to make it to a con in a while. So who, who's on the list so far? Sure, absolutely. Um, so uh,
1: for, for small press people, um, so one of the things I'm doing for the event is we're going to um, do uh, a reprint of the Color Classics Number One from IDW. Um, I can't. I can't tell you why we're not doing a reprint of the original Number One uh, because that's going to get revealed later. But um, we're doing the Color Classics, and I've invited every creator that's coming to do their own. They're doing their own cover for this um, in how they imagine. Turtles number one should have been huh. so not as an not as an insult to Kevin and Peter, but to um, to work with their own creativity. Like what what would I have done if I was launching Turtles number one? What would how would my cover look? So the reason I preface my list with that is I'm going to start with some of the small press guys. You may have heard of some of them, you may not, um, but they're all notable artists in their own right. Um, so the first person we have is uh, Matt Talbot, who's done a number of exclusives for us. But this will be one of his first turtle works. Cool. Uh, so very excited about him. Um, he, he's uh, been a professional illustrator for years, doesn't do a lot of comic book work, even though he loves comic books. So excited to have him be a part of it. Um Josh Belanger is doing a cover for us for the New Last Ronin series, and he's also going to do a cover for uh, the Color Classics. Uh, he's a tattoo artist by trade, but has done a handful of covers for us uh, more... he He's very horror-themed, okay. so he's worked with us on projects like he's done covers for Joe Hill's work, um, a handful of other notable people. So this will actually be technically the color classics will be his second turtle work but his only turtle work will have been for jetpack um after that we have a gentleman named Ryan Higgins who just did a project with uh Jim Lawson okay um and again people may may or may not have heard of um and then we have Vero Stewart who just did a project uh for us with uh Claudio Sanchez from Coheden Cambria uh, so she did covers for one of his comic series, and now she's doing a color classics uh, cover for us. I'm trying to keep everything as turtle oriented as I can, so I haven't opened up um, to 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 vendors or other small press people yet that don't have turtle work behind them. Okay. If that kind of makes sense. Sure. Um, so that's, that's the handful of small press guys that we have right now. And then I have uh, Chris K- uh, Campana is also doing uh Color Classics cover for us. Not sure if he's going to make the event because he's coming to our free comic book day event the, a week later. Uh, I think he's got a couple turtle covers behind him already that he's done as exclusives for people. So... um Moving on to more modern people, uh, Ben Bishop will be there. You know, Ben is fairly yeah. local to us. Um, you know, in, incredible work, and just has an unbelievable following of people that adore him.
0: Ben's a great uh, guy. Just don't tell him the podcast. He's a friend of mine. He's he's done a lot of awesome turtle work. He's just Ben's Ben's always an exciting guy to have at any con. He's great.
1: Absolutely, just don't tell him that everybody adores him because that'll just Make his head swell even more. (laughs) Um, You know, uh, Eric Talbot, Steve Levine, Jim Lawson, they're all going to come. You know, they've, over the years, they've become great friends. You know, they basically will come out and do just about any event with me that I ask. So I'm excited to have them on board.
0: And those are the great, Um, like, those are like a trio of great, like, classic Mirage guys. That's awesome to hear that they're going to be a part. Right, right. I mean, like,
1: they're, I, I am fairly certain they are part of the first four that got hired. Once Kevin and Peter couldn't uh, couldn't keep up with it all themselves.
0: Sure, that sounds right. I know, I know, I know. I know Levine was the uh, was the first, but I don't know who first. Could, yep, but I'm sure. I, I think the you're right. Includes those guys.
1: Um, uh, super exciting for me. Uh, Mark Bodie's coming. Uh, when okay. I put up my first post on my own personal Facebook page about it when Mark Bodie said I'd like to come I was like are you kidding me right now like that was that that was like um it was like the first day that I met Peter's wife when she I'd never met her and she just gave me a big hug and said oh you're the Ralph D Bernardo and I thought there's other ones but um <laughs> uh it was just I love Mark's work uh his turtle work in his other work as well so the so bringing Mark just uh, blew me away. I have Matt Smith coming. Um, So Matt Smith is, he's kind of been Mike Mignola's pick for Hellboy over the last few years, but uh, Matt was an intern at the Words and Pictures Museum. So, yeah, so like all the guys, uh, well, uh, you know, Kevin Peter, uh, Jim, Steve, they all know Matt, and when Matt showed up, my first event where they were all there, they all lost their minds. Uh, Eric's wife was also a words and pictures museum employee. So it was like, it, it was like, a, it was more like a reunion than anything else. Um, and again, and Matt's doing a cover for us as well. Um, oh, Rich Woodall, of course will be there. Rich Woodall like my right-hand man for everything turtles related. Um, so he's, you know, He'll be there doing his own cover as well. Um, what
0: did I miss? Oh, uh, Ken McDroney. I'm very excited I... to be part of this. Ken, Ken is my was my personal favorite. So he was in the Adventures Comics. He was my literally my favorite turtle artist as a kid, and okay, very. Uh, I'm very proud to call him like a genuinely dear friend now. Uh, over the past several years, um, but when I heard he was coming, I got extremely excited because even though we've been we've done a lot of stuff together and I have some of his artwork on the wall behind me I've not met him in person so I'm excited as hell to finally meet uh Ken Mitroni who is still my favorite turtle artist ever so
1: that's awesome I was so happy when he said he would come I I don't think he's done a convention in a long time um, He hasn't
0: he hasn't done many he's done he, I mean, he did he did uh he did San Diego last year, maybe, but he's he doesn't do a ton of them, so it's it's a rare uh, rare rare uh, uh, gift to have him at your con. So that's so cool, especially. On I, I think. Oh, say that again. Especially on the East Coast, that's a huge deal. Right.
1: I I think a lot of these guys, I they're they're more excited to get together, um, and hang out. I think than they are about actually doing convention. Oh, like sure. it's just you know we haven't seen each other for years and we're all going to get together or we're going to have a blast and, you know, hopefully we don't burn the place down. <laughs> um, uh, who else did I miss? Oh, of course, Kevin's coming. I'm sorry. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. Ke- you know, Ke- you know, Kevin is, you know, the guest of honor spearheading the event and I just can't say enough nice things about Kevin uh, and his wife, Courtney. You know, they're just, they're just both incredible people. So... Kevin will be there. I didn't ask Kevin to do a cover for us because Kevin has already done a number of covers for us. And um, Kevin is going to be the busiest guy in the world. I mean, I see his name attached to everything. He's always out there promoting, doing stuff. And it was like, I I can't dump one more project on this guy's lap. Um, (laughs) You know, we're, we're, we're hoping... We'll get to see Peter, but that's never going to be an announcement that we'll make. If, uh, you know, the invite is out there. Um, that is just totally up to Peter, whether he comes or not. And, uh, you know, if he does great and if he doesn't no harm, no foul. Um, you know, this is so far, this is as close to the original cast as I could put together.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um,
1: But, So the guest I haven't announced anywhere yet. Yeah, so we're going to get
0: this is an exclusive announcement here. So Ralph, first of all, thanks of all, thanks for doing this. But uh, so there's a new guest you're going to announce here that hasn't been said yet. So who is that person?
1: Okay, so this guest means the world to me um, because I didn't realize he had turtle history until three months ago. Um, uh, I went to Kevin and Courtney's wedding. And this guest was there, at it, and I was like, what the hell is he doing here? But I know, but Kevin has lots of contacts in the comic industry, so I just thought maybe they became friends over the years and, and hung out together. Um, so when I met him at Kevin's wedding, um, I, I I was such a nerd. I, I didn't dare to talk to him. I, like, for two days straight, I, I would look at this guy, and I'd be like, I can't believe he's here. I don't even know what to say to him. I'm going to be, I'm going to sound like a dork when I go up and start telling him how much I love everything he's done. I went to his wife and I was like, could could you let him know I wanted to talk to him? And uh, so eventually we talked and got his contact info. Um, So I got Paul Jenkins is coming.
0: Awesome. to
1: To this. And again, it, I don't know if it will mean anything to anybody beyond me, but I know, me and my staff are just beyond excited to be able to hang out with Paul Jenkins for a weekend.
0: Um, I mean, Paul Jenkins is a huge name in comics. Uh I had him on this show because I also knew his work but did not know he had anything to do with turtles up until relatively recently. I mean, he's most known for his work in Marvel, um, but he was like the kind of the gopher at Mirage. <laughs> like in the early in, in Turtle Mania, like he was like the junior member who did a lot of the legwork and did a lot of the licensing rights. And he did a little bit of stuff there. I think he maybe wrote one issue and I forget what it was, but he didn't do much. He did like one or two things that actually became like a comic or something, but he was yep. there during the thick of it while Turtles was going through the onslaught of merchandising of those days
1: exactly and i think even as we were corresponding he he did tell me that he was one of he was in the first handful of employees that mirage hired um so again might not be a big deal to the rest of the world but this is the guy that created the sentry um which for marvel comics was one of the greatest stories i've ever read uh of course over time Marvel has completely screwed that character all up because it does not represent, it doesn't look, he doesn't look like anything like what Paul created. Um, But that guy is classic creator always will be one of my top favorites.
0: Very accomplished guy. Did like Wolverine origin, like Wolverine origin. Oh, yep. Yep. Spider-Man lots of, lots of really spectacular work. Uh, in comic books. and like the century he co-created that character with Stan Lee. so he's uh that that like he's a really accomplished guy who did like more notable stuff after Mirage but is a really interesting unique part of Mirage history as well. so very
1: exactly cool.
0: yep yeah yeah. and so that's... Nice. I had him on the podcast he was great. nice guy. so I I people I, I people will be excited about him for sure so
1: yep. So that's my list so far. Uh, I do have have feelers out for other people. I have a few people that are um, they're committed to it. If, if health concerns work out for them, uh, so I'm not announcing them. Um, you know, over the next few months, we'll hopefully unroll a handful more.
0: When is the? What are the dates? We know the dates. Yep so it's going to be april
1: 26th, 27th and 28th. um it's actually one week before uh the actual 40th anniversary because I couldn't navigate it through free comic book day.
0: Oh, is that is that free comic book day is
1: it will be the week will be the actual 40th anniversary will be on free comic book day. Oh, and wow. uh trying to maintain Two giant events on the same day. I couldn't do it. Anyway. (laughs)
0: Yep. So, um, okay. So, uh, uh, April. uh, Say the dates again. I'm sorry.
1: April twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth. Perfect. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, The twenty sixth will be kind of more of like a a preview night. It won't be the whole thing in full swing. I don't know. I'm basically giving all the guests the option, if you want to come to Friday night, we'd love to have you, but contractually, you're not obligated, you can do whatever you want. So, the the big part of the event will be this Saturday, Sunday.
0: Cool, and uh, I know I'm going to be there, and I know a number of Turtle fans are already excited. The venue is yet to be announced, but I'm, I'm assuming that's coming soon. Yeah. Um and uh, there's a website going to be launched where there'll be ticketing and things like that. There's no, tickets aren't for sale yet, but I know all that stuff is coming soon. Correct. 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 Well, uh, in the meantime, uh, how do we keep track of the new guest announcements and things like that? Wh- what's the best way to so, find that out?
1: So this, this all kind of started as like a teaser. I've just been popping them up on my uh, personal Facebook page. <laughs> um, so if, if you can find me out there, you know, the information will be there, but like you said, the, the website will be launching within the next month, and then we'll start putting the, all the information. Will get parsed there as opposed to my page.
0: Fantastic, uh, Ralph. As always, uh, just as I was last time, it was a huge pleasure to talk to you again. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person too. By the way, because we've been talking for years, and I haven't got oh, a yeah, chance to meet true. you. In person. <laughs> yep. so I'm, I'm looking forward to this as I'm sure many other turtle fans are. So. Keep an eye out and uh yeah, thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for allowing me to waste an hour of your time or so.
0: Oh my gosh, no, my pleasure. <laughs> Turn on, it on. One, two, three, four, Tartals. Tartals. People There's
1: no one better
0: Zinos, Watch out for Shredder Zinos, Zinos,
1: They're like no others There's
0: teammates for the